0: Welcome to Yap Formations, a new series brought to you by the Yap team aimed to help brighten up your days and boost your self-esteem so you can live your best young and profiting life. What's a Yap Formation? It's anything that you say to attract a young and profiting lifestyle so you can be profiting in all aspects of your life, financially, personally, professionally, and even in your relationships. Consider this series your positivity boost on demand Replay this episode anytime you want to reset and get in the right mindset for success. So here's how these episodes will work. I'll first start out with some clips from a past episode to get us inspired and in the right state of mind to say our affirmations and to get ready for the exercise we're going to do together at the end of the show. To conclude the episode, we'll go through an interactive exercise where I'll say a series of affirmations one by one, and then you'll repeat after me preferably out loud, but in your mind is okay too. This week, our Yapformation is inspired by Dan Danzu. I spoke with Dan Dan Zhu way back in episode six. That's when I first started the podcast. She inspired me way back when, and I'm super glad we're able to replay some of the highlights from that episode because it was so amazing. She's a self made millionaire and an entrepreneur who gained her financial freedom before hitting the age of 30. Dan Dan is the founder and CEO of her own recruitment company and has written finance articles for Forbes, the Huffington Post, Newsweek, and more. As we enter the new year, creating wealth, whether that be monetary, spiritually, physically, or mentally, it's on everyone's mind. That's why today we're going to take some time to dive deep into manifesting wealth with Dan Dan's advice. In this first clip, she asks us to reflect on our lives by asking questions about our habits. Many of them sound like What does my day to day look like? Where am I spending my time? And what are my current habits? Ultimately, this gives us a glimpse into our future and the person we're developing into. If you don't have a sense of direction about where you're going or how you want to achieve a wealthy life, then it's time to begin your journey of self-discovery and profit.
1: It's a holistic thing. It's not just like, oh, just the money thing. So like, A, if you have problems with health, you have to start addressing your lifestyle and your living. If you're an alcoholic, like a lot of people in our generation I think are, or drug users, yeah, think about why you're doing that stuff. These are life choices, habits that you have to determine what's the actual value of me doing those activities. That's the first step is self-reflection. It's like, okay, what am I doing on a daily basis that is making me question my development? Am I this person that works, then goes and grabs drinks, then goes and gets dinner? Repeat. And then on Sunday and Saturday, am I doing brunch? Then I'm hanging out at the beach. If you're doing all those things, you have no time to invest in yourself because you did not budget any time to invest in yourself. The majority of people are short-term people. They only look at today, tomorrow, next month, and this year. They're not thinking... By the time I'm X years old, I need to have done Y. And even then, if they do, it's not a sincere thought. It's a general thought. It's not really like that detailed. They're not really going to commit to it. So the first thing is you got to A, realize what are the things you lack in your life, and B, you got to start setting some serious goals for yourself. It's very hard to drive yourself to a question mark. Question marks are very hard to aspire to. There's there's no vision in a question mark. It's got to be like a real thing that you inherently truly want for yourself because that's the only thing that's going to then... Connect to point A, which is self-reflect and go, which aspects of my life am I going to now forsake? Is that television watching? Is that shopping? Retail addiction? Is that drinking on a three to four times a week basis? Is that smoking weed? I don't know how many successful people smoke weed. I think a lot of people do, but that's just not me. I have never smoked weed. I don't plan to. It's just not part of my lifestyle. These are things that, again, you have to look at on a macro level like what what do most successful people do? Are most successful people hanging out with their friends and smoking weed and eating out and drinking every day and partying on the weekends? Probably not. Most likely not. I read. I'm an avid reader. The majority of what I read is like business related, wealth related. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad was one of the first books I read. Um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. These are like the cornerstones of success. How to make friends and influence people. Think and grow rich. These are things that I've read since my early 20s. And I would just sit there and read. And like I told you, on weekends, I just study real estate. So it's just spending the time, making the time, making it a priority to read. I've read biographies of like Hillary Clinton and Warren Buffett. Uh, these are biographies that I really enjoyed reading because they gave me inspiration in some way. Right so reading about other great people um studying these things making friends with really great people very successful people that's the easiest way to get successful and that is another tip that i think a lot of young people today don't want to do is you have to cut out the dead weight in your life you have to cut them out whether it's family or friends, they got to go. If you try to make money, you trying to get somewhere, and you got someone pulling on you, that person has got to go. You got to put them into what we call the cold palace. You know, like in Chinese, you say, put them into the cold palace where you, like you basically, you put someone on freeze. That's what I do. If someone does not align to my goals and where I'm headed and don't support me and get my way, being dramatic and wanting this, and that, oh, you're not doing this, or B, you're not doing that, I'm out. I have a lot of friends, I have a lot of acquaintances, I have a huge network, but I do not party with people because the requirements of socializing with people who are on a hamster wheel, that does not fulfill my lifestyle. And that's a decision I made at a very young age.
0: I love Dan Dan's philosophy on choosing to surround yourself with people who can help you align with your goals because it's no secret that you become the sum of the five people closest to you. So it's important to choose those friends wisely. Take character traits like self-control. We all want that, right? Well, if you hang out with people who don't have self-control, it can rub off on you. And likewise, if you hang out with people who have self-control, it can rub off on you too, even if you're someone who doesn't naturally have it. According to a study by the Association for Psychological Science, if you're struggling to develop restraint, befriending a disciplined person can actually boost your willpower And better yet, surrounding yourself with intrinsically or naturally disciplined people can over time help you achieve your goals and find long-term success. But besides surrounding yourself with great people, it's equally important to reflect on your life. When I take the time to reflect, I always want to consider where I've been and where I'm going. I like to see what I can do better, and I like to look forward to see the opportunities I have for personal and professional growth. Having time to sit and think allows me to plan out the most intentional and most profitable goals that I want to achieve. My personal go-to for setting profitable goals is the SMART model. You may have heard of it. This covers five main questions you should be asking yourself when you're writing out your objectives. The first is S, is my goal specific enough? M, can I measure it in some way so I can see my progression? A, is it actually attainable and realistic? R, is this goal truly relevant to myself or my company? And lastly, T, how much time will I give myself to get this done? After fine-tuning your smart plan, take action and make a commitment to yourself to achieve these goals. I like what Dan Den says next about making a commitment to our growth. By aligning our lives with what we desire, we can lead a fulfilling life. And interestingly enough, she explains all of this through side hustles.
1: I don't really believe in side hustles as an adult, because I find that it's too risky. And this is the reason why. Side hustles take a lot of time out of your day-to-day. So you're trying to manage a career. I've never seen side hustles to be how a lot of entrepreneurs get uber successful. Again, it comes down to how big your dream is, right? If you want to start an e-commerce business and you take your time and you side hustle outside of work, it's just going to take you longer because you're only doing it part-time. So side hustles are very dangerous. The reality is, is a lot of people will not have the strength, the control, the discipline to work a side hustle as hard as they work their main hustle. So my advice is, why don't you align your main hustle with your side hustle? make your side hustle your main hustle, you actually probably have a better chance. I think anybody who wants to get rich and has the time to do a side hustle needs to question themselves. I'm not a big fan of side hustles. I think that side hustles are not really a risky move. It's like the safe way. I'm just not very safe because I don't see safe routes ever generating any real results. It's very unlikely that your side hustle is patentable and is something of a high value. Chances are your side hustle is what a lot of people are doing at the very same time with the same ideas. And all of you guys are too scared to go for it 100%, which is why there's like mom and pops. So the goal is if you're happy just getting some side income, you're doing it for fun go for it, do your thing. But if you're really trying to make a business and be like rich, then again, it just calls for another level of commitment and expertise that puts you at a competitive advantage against other people who are most likely doing the same exact hustle you are doing. To succeed, there's always a level of commitment that cannot be dodged, no matter how you slice and dice it.
0: Let's hold that thought and take a quick break with our sponsors. If you want to make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign, go to linkedin.com slash yap, Y-A-P. Again, if you want to claim your credit, go to linkedin.com slash yap. Terms and conditions apply. Young and profiters, Yap Media is growing so fast. I have 10 open roles just this month. In the past, it would take me so long to find hires. I have to go on all these different job sites. I have to create my own skills assessments. I agree with what a lot of Dan Dan is saying. The only caveat I have is that side hustles are great to test the waters and to test the demand of a new idea. My current company, Yap Media, was a side hustle for six months. I started it while working full-time at Disney Streaming Services, and I quit my job when I already had 35 employees around the world, and I was generating about $80,000 a month in revenue. But honestly, I look back and I should have quit months earlier. By month two, I was already Making $30,000 a month with my side hustle, and I could have sustained myself, there was no logical reason for me to stay at my job other than the fact that I was just scared to be an entrepreneur. I was scared of fully taking that risk and not having a steady paycheck. And once I actually wasn't scared and I was ready to make the jump, I had a lot of friends and, and even my boyfriend telling me I was making the worst decision of my life. But you know what? I did it anyway. I trusted my gut eventually, and it may have been a few months too late, but I did it. And quitting my job and turning my side hustle into my main hustle was literally the best decision I ever made in my life. It gave me full focus. It aligned my passions with my career. And I know that my time and my focus can change the world. So I'm so thankful I had the courage and the dedication to start a side hustle and the discipline to do my main job and my side job equally as well, because that's the the key. If you're not the type of person to sacrifice, and I mean sacrificing watching TV or going out with your friends, then starting a side hustle won't work at all because you simply won't have the time for it. It can be tough to gain the courage to commit and take action, but once you reflect on what you truly want to achieve, you'll better understand that commitment and you'll know that taking the next step is a must in your life. I started my marketing and podcast agency as a side hustle because I knew I was too big to be working on someone else's dream forever at Disney. It would take me 20 years to get promoted to be a CMO or a CEO and potentially never even happen. I wanted control over my destiny and my financial potential, especially as a woman and a petite woman at that. You don't get many opportunities thrown at you or handed to you. And at times like this, I like to remember the famous quote by Dale Carnegie. Inaction breeds doubt and fear. Action breeds confidence and courage. If you want to conquer fear, do not sit home and think about it. Go out and get busy. But then again, many people ask, when is the right time to take that next step? When it comes to growing your wealth, Dan Dan suggests asking for more when you're in a comfortable position, rather than a desperate one, before taking steps to advance your goals. That way, if some efforts to expand your wealth don't work out, you are not financially crippled. What about people who, you know, want to stay in their current job, they enjoy what they're doing, but they want to negotiate a higher
1: salary. What's your advice on that? Well, there's always two ways. The one is negotiate directly with your employer or number two, get other offers. So that's really it. Negotiate with your direct boss or look externally and bring forth your options. Obviously, without an intent to force a counter offer that is not ethical, certainly that's just not right and it doesn't make sense for you. That's gonna hurt you long-term if that's your game. You're not doing it to just push your current employer to give you more. If you wanna push your current employer to give you more, the only way to do it is to bring it up to them and make it a sticking point and make a stink about it. And that's the only way you're gonna get up into the ranks or you schmooze and you politically advance. That's just playing the corporate game. The second one is obviously go external, get a few offers, pick the one that gives you the best money, come out super strong. And the trick there is negotiate from a point of power. If you're unhappy with your pay, if you know you're being underpaid, do it while you're in a good spot at your career. And this is the piece that people mostly forget about. When they're having a good time on their job, people are enjoying life. They're not really thinking ahead. They're not really worried. That's exactly how you miss out on opportunities. Complacency is the breeding of normality. You're just not going to get anywhere if that's your mindset. If you want to make more money, then you have to do it from a position of comfort. You have to be in a good situation to negotiate for the best deal because you will have the best cars in your pocket. Bargaining So that would be my advice there is to do it before you need to do it. If you are starting to feel a little unhappy, address the issue ASAP. Don't wait until it snowballs into a real problem because then emotions get involved. And then you're going to be willing to take less salary or you're not going to negotiate as hard as you would if you were almost like 100% happy.
0: I personally know the benefits of taking risks when I'm in a comfortable position. This is exactly why my family and friends told me that quitting my executive job at Disney would be the worst decision of my life. At the time, I was making a lot of money, I had a good trajectory of growth, and to the people in my life, I had gotten my MBA, I worked my way up the corporate ladder, and now I was just throwing it all away. And although I was technically in a really good spot in my life and in my job when I decided to take that leap, inside I was unfulfilled and unhappy and I knew I could handle way more. It was a big risk to leave my cushy job, but I just knew inside that I was too big of a fish for that pond. And at the time, I kept repeating affirmations to myself over and over again every day, like now is the time for action. I deserve to get paid to do what I love. I set myself up for success, and now is the time for actions. And I would say these affirmations over and over again until I finally had the courage to give in my two weeks. I know that in entrepreneurship, it's assumed that many of us act like daredevils or gamblers or major risk takers. People think we're willing to bet it all when it comes to building our companies, but I believe successful entrepreneurs know how to manage risk and make calculated decisions about their next move. Nobody should walk into a decision blind or emotionally, especially when money and jobs could be on the line. I waited to quit my job until I was absolutely sure but I took the leap before I had to. I chose to leave a good thing for something better. Building wealth like Dandan mentioned before doesn't happen in our comfort zone, but there's other things that can actually be in our way like mental blocks holding us back from our true potential. And sometimes it's distractions, excuses, and our lack of selfishness that can block us from reaching our goals. In this last clip, Dan Dan asks us to look past our barriers and start believing that we can do more, achieve more, and be more. If you could have millennials change one thing after listening to this show,
1: what would it be? I think everything starts off with a vision, a dream. And I think a lot of millennials in our day and age, they're experiencing pain and suffering and frustration. And I see the problem with my peers and the problem with my colleagues and people that I've worked with in the past is that there's so much pessimism, I'd say, overall. There's a lot of pessimism on what's possible and what's capable. And it's because of the system. It's because of school student loans. It's because, you know, um, romantically, it's hard for me to date because like, I have these student loans and like my job doesn't pay a lot, blah, blah. blah. There's so many excuses being made. So I think in general... For us specifically, it's probably just to honestly start like believing that you can do more, that you can be more than you think you can be, and really just kind of like take a break from social media, take a break from all this distraction that's not really going to take you anywhere. I think every generation today is suffering from the over inundation of social media and technology and how that's changing our lives in a way that's distracting and not productive. So I think the biggest thing I wish that millennials would do is take a step back, read and adjust and just be selfish, but less selfish at the same time. Being selfish about your time, being selfish about what you do on a day-to-day basis to garner success, being selfish about giving yourself the time you need to get your life in order. But at the same time, being not selfish and thinking about the impact that you can make on a bigger scale. That's what drives me is thinking that me being selfish today on my time, on what I need to do to be the person I need to be, to organize my life the way it needs to be organized. I will become a person that can change and move mountains. I can change entire demographics. I can give inspiration to people that normally I wouldn't be able to if I wasn't selfish in the beginning. I have to be selfish to get to a level where I am today. The long story short is, if you can start sacrificing on a short-term basis, I think you'll get a lot closer to success and happiness through the long-term.
0: In a world where everyone is scrambling for your time, it's important to take a step back and really evaluate what you want for yourself. And in order to chase the life that you want and build the wealth that you know you can have, you need to eliminate all those negative influences, distractions, and excuses that hold you back from what you truly want. Dan Dan talks about sacrifice on a short term basis, and I can totally relate. For over two and a half years, I worked in corporate while hosting this podcast, and for a portion of time, I was also running the agency. I literally did not watch any TV that entire time my train rides on the way to work and on the way back were all for working on my podcast. When I would clean or exercise or do anything where I could listen and learn, I would be studying for my interviews. I would record my interviews over my lunch break. Literally huge name interviews I would record in a little phone booth over my lunch break. I didn't waste any time. I didn't do anything on social media aside from posting content and engaging with my community on LinkedIn. And I used social media to build an asset, not to drain all my time up and to compare myself with others or just suck up my time. I spent the weekends working on my dream. I woke up early to work on my podcast. I came home and then worked until midnight on my podcast. I built a team all over the U.S. and I also built a team overseas and my meetings with them would start at 9 p.m. (laughs) That goes to show like the two separate work days that I would have. And I worked 16 or 18 hour days most days. And some people might think That hustle is unhealthy, and some people might disagree with that lifestyle, but it was temporary because it's not like that for me anymore. And I have absolutely no regrets. I mean, fast forward to today, and I have 5 x my income. I've essentially set myself up for the rest of my life. I established myself as a key player in an industry in marketing and podcasting, and I'm still working a lot, but I can literally do whatever I want now. I could go get a facial in the middle of the day. I could take a week off if I feel like, or take tomorrow off if I feel like it. I have the freedom to do whatever I want. And it's your life. You're allowed to take ownership of it, and the best way to take hold of your life is to express gratitude for what you do have and use your power to manifest what you desire. Reciting affirmations is the perfect way to start taking a hold of that power, and we'll get into that after a short break from our sponsors. Young entrepreneurs, I'm about to be jet-setting all over the world. I'm going to London, Cancun, New Orleans, and New York to speak. I'm going to be up there with the bright lights and I want to be spiffy. I want to look fresh. And so I'm going on a big shopping spree. I got to get clothes, I got to get hair stuff, skincare stuff, makeup. But I'm not going to feel guilty about this shopping spree because Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Rakuten is the shopping platform for savvy savers. From May 6th to May 13th, they're having their biggest cashback event of the year. I'm talking about 15% cashback at hundreds of stores That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to racketon.com or download the Rakuten app at R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Young and profiters, as you may know, I launched my LinkedIn Secrets Masterclass a little bit over a year ago. It was my first course. And so far, I've generated well over $500,000. You don't have to wait any longer. You don't have to be super techie. And you never have to worry about figuring it out on your own. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash profiting. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash profiting now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash profiting. Young and profiters, we are all making money. Hopefully, Dan Dan has gotten you feeling inspired and ready to say your Yap Formations. If you're listening to this Yap Formations, you may believe that you don't deserve to make more money. You may have limiting money beliefs like money is the root of all evil or money causes more problems or that rich people aren't happy or that you're not meant to be rich. But this negative self-talk and negative self-thinking is preventing you from attracting what you want and preventing you from making money and building wealth. With daily affirmation, visualizations, and positive thinking, you can train your brain to start thinking differently. As Marissa Peer, the inspiration from our first affirmation episode says, tell yourself a better lie. Affirmations are positive statements about yourself that you may or may not believe at the present moment. The positive words will build up when you repeat them over and over again, so your subconscious mind picks them up. The thoughts that you think with your consciousness only makes up for 4% of your actual thoughts. Let me repeat that. The thoughts you think with your consciousness make up for only 4% of your actual thoughts. That's insane. That means that 96% of your thoughts are from your subconscious mind. You cannot actively influence them because you don't even notice them. So let's work to turn around your negative subconscious thoughts into positive ones and make it so that you attract money and abundance in your life. So you won't find yourself optimistic, energetic, and manifesting your dreams from day one. But if you do these affirmations every day, there'll be a gradual shift in your energy. Over time, you can create the reality that you want, receive the wealth life offers, and release every block that is holding you back. Let's get ready to say our affirmations. After each affirmation, I'll pause, allowing you to repeat them to yourself out loud if you can or in your head if you're out and about. I also recommend inhaling deeply before saying these affirmations and breathing out these words. Let's begin and feel free to rewind, reflect, and meditate as we go along. I am committed to acquiring wealth. I release all negative energy over money. I release all my fear around money. I align myself with the mindset of abundance and prosperity. Money creates a positive impact on my life and the life of others. I am passionate, driven, and hardworking. I am dedicated and I make time for my long-term goals. I visualize my goals and I take massive action to achieve them. I am free from excuses and limitations holding me back from financial security. I am paid well for doing what I love. I get rich doing what I love. I know I have the power to be wealthy. Money is my friend. Money is good. Money flows to me from lots of different sources. I see and appreciate the abundance in my life. I am grateful for all the abundance in my life. I'm a money magnet. Money is drawn to me. I seek out opportunities that will bring me prosperity. I capitalize on all my opportunities. Money comes to me in expected and unexpected ways. I am ready and able to receive unexpected money. Wealth flows towards me from all directions. Everything I touch turns to gold. I'm attracting money at this very moment. I'm excited about all the money I'm attracting into my life right now. I use money to improve the lives of others. I use my money for good and the universe is always rewarding me with more. Thanks for doing these yap-formations with me. When you say these affirmations constantly and daily, negativity will move away from your life. Daily affirmations can reprogram your unconscious mind and change your thoughts, vibrations, and self-talk. The key to success for these affirmations is repetition. Replay your yap-formations as often as you need and turn these words into wealth. If you like this series, let us know by writing us a review on your favorite podcast platform, or you can find me on Instagram at Yap with Hala or LinkedIn. Just search for my name. It's Hala Taha. And if you have an idea for the next Yap Formation episode, be sure to tell us. Big thanks to the Yap team. As always, this is Hala signing off.